All right, it's you, me, and our guest today. I am so, I just can't even tell you, I'm so excited to share this conversation that I actually got to have with Helen Polisi today. Helen is known as the TikTok teacher on TikTok, and you probably know her. If you don't, you are obviously not one of the 700,000 followers that she has on TikTok, and you should become one. You can find her at The Mothership on TikTok. To tell you a little bit more about her, she got her start making TV commercials, and now she has her own production company called Mothership Productions. She also, because of her production background, has been able to be so successful on TikTok by knowing how to use the technology, knowing how to really produce her videos, and she was able to really build a following in creating tutorials, helping other people understand how to use TikTok. I love her as a creator. I have followed her for a year or two at this point. When she goes live, I drop everything and I listen to her live. She's just an amazing, amazing person. She also is the founder of Hello Socialize, which is a platform where she can really teach people how to use these platforms like TikTok and Instagram. This summer, she really pulled me in and created this amazing video about her experience finding out that she actually has cancer. And the way she has dealt with it, the way she has shared her story, made me realize how important it would be to have her on this podcast, Life in Bold. And so I really appreciate her coming on. I really appreciate you being here. And without further ado, let us get started. Please welcome to the Life in Bold family, Helen Polisi. Let's do this. Okay, Helen, I am so excited for you to be on this show. This is Life in Bold. Just huge welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. I am thrilled to be here. And saying Life in Bold just kind of embodies who I am. So let's do it. I know. Yeah. When I was watching some of your content over the summer and, you know, really getting to know you a little bit better, I was really like, Helen should be on this show. This is what this show is all about. And here I am. And here you are. So... I really appreciate you coming on and and sharing this time with me. Um, I'd love to just kind of dive in um, and get to Mm -hmm. know you a little bit better because I think my listeners will really appreciate you, your story. I think they'll really appreciate just who you are as a person because you're so much more than just the TikTok teacher and you do so much in your life. So um, I'd love to start with a new game that I have on the show called 54321. And I kind of brand it as a speed round, but we can go, we do not need to go fast. And my last episode, it ended up being a little bit of a deeper conversation than just like a one word answer kind of thing. So um, absolutely take your time on the answers because I want to get into it too. So it's five questions and it goes down from five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) Okay. So let's do it. The first question is what are five things you look for in a friend? Oh, okay. Um, Kindness loyalty, caring, mm-hmm. a good list, a good listener, mm-hmm. and someone who's uh, happy from the inside. Mm, I love that. What are four foods that you can't live without? Okay, pizza, mm-hmm. cookies, mm-hmm. Um, cheese. Mm-hmm. That's a common answer. <laughs> and let's see. What's the last one? Tuna. I love tuna fish. <laughs> mm, that's an original answer. Yes, of course. Tuna. <laughs> um, now this one is, this one I know you'll have a lot of cool answers for. What are three things that you've done for work? Mm. 
Okay, this is good. So I've had the opportunity to work with music celebrities, which I love. Mm -hmm. I've had the opportunity to interview people from all walks of life, uh, doctors, um, people with foot odor problems, body mm -hmm. odor problems, people with disabilities. So interviewing individuals, I love it. Um, is it supposed to be three things I love about work? I missed those. Three things that, that you have done professionally for work. Done professionally. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I should have done producing, directing, and then TikTok teaching. Those would be yeah. my three short answers. <laughs> <laughs> producing, directing, and TikTok teaching. I love it. Okay, we're getting deeper. Okay. What are two things that you believe strongly? <laughs> um, okay, I actually believe that kindness outweighs any kind of strength you have in in talent mm. It, mm. it over it outweighs that because you could be the most talented person and if you are not a nice kind soul to others you're not gonna you're not gonna have good karma in your life and you're not mm. gonna have good things happen so i think kindness is huge mm -hmm. um okay and then just repeat the question so i make sure i answer yep two things you believe strongly so you have one more all right um be true to yourself. Mm. So I think authenticity, especially right now in this day and age, you can, people like to fake it till they make it, but if mm -hmm. people are going to, everyone's going to see through that. I think we are now in a part of a time in history or a time in life with social media where everybody sees through the facade. So mm. being true to yourself is going to help you become the, the best you. Mm -hmm. And I would say those you very much live those truly also you're very authentic <laughs> and very kind. And I think that comes through in uh, everything that you do for sure. Thank you. I feel like I think it's well, I think it's so important. And I mm -hmm. think it's part of I, what I've learned from the comments when I listen to my followers and the students, I call them students that are mm -hmm. learning from me. I hear what they're saying. And I'm like, this is what they appreciate. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to change who I am. And I had friends when I started on on the platforms that were like, please don't change. You're so funny in the way you do those things. And you're so, you you know, you laugh at yourself. Like if you ever stop doing that, it, you won't be you. And I'm like, yeah. well, I can't stop doing that because that's just who I am. You know, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think if people that are actors would struggle with this because people that are actors are always performing. And so when you're coming into social media as an actor, you're trying to figure out what character you are. Whereas I think regular, regular folks coming onto this, we only know how to be ourselves. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's an advantage. Yeah. And speaking of yourself, last question, what is one thing that you love about yourself? Don't make me do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I love that I wake up in the morning and I'm happy and that's just mm. who I am. It's not something I have to fake or try to be. And you know, people comment on my, like, you're always so smiley. I'm like, I don't even know half the time I'm smiling. So yeah. I, I think that I like that about myself because I feel like it shows who I truly am. And it's mm. just a window into me. It's not something I'm pretending to be. And, you know, I have bad moods and I show it. And I have, when I'm sad about things, I show it. But when I wake up in the morning, I start the day in a happy place. And mm. I think that is my favorite thing about me. I think I just, <laughs> I'm glad that I am that person because if I was, a different kind of person, what I had to deal with this summer would have been a very different experience. So mm -hmm. I think it helps me, it helps me live my life in a way that's, um, that's, uh, feels, let's see, it helps me live my life in a way that makes it every day, every day joyful. And mm. it's not like I have to try to uh, try to be that way. It's just who I am. Yeah. I love that about you too.
Yeah, uh, and you won the game. You, you that was hard. Yeah, I know. It's it, it's like a speed round, not speed round, kind of a speed round. Um, you know, but you passed it. You did a great job okay. in the five, four, three, two, one okay. game. So ding, 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 ding. Um, getting to know you a little bit more. I know you know these days you do a lot. You are a TikTok teacher. Okay. You have your production company. You're going through. We'll talk about um, your you know health you know, with this summer and everything that was going on this summer, um, you have your, your children and everything. But what I'm curious about is a lot of my listeners are in our thirties. I'm third. I just turned 30 this year. Um, I'm really curious about who you were at 30. What were you doing? Oh my God. What did you dream of and who were you? I love it. No one's ever asked me that question. This is oh. so cool. I thought you were, yeah, I thought you were going a different place with it. And I love it because right now I'm double that. I'm, I'm 61. Okay. So it's very interesting that I have a lot of followers who are in their thirties and learning from me. But when mm -hmm. I think about myself in my thirties, A, I was producing commercials. I was doing toy commercials. I was mm -hmm. traveling the world because they sent us to all different countries to shoot these commercials. Um, I was embracing life. Mm -hmm. I was not confident. Like I couldn't get up in front of a meeting and speak confidently the way I can now. Mm. I, I think that I love being this age. I would never want to go back to be 30 unless I could take this knowledge with me. I would yeah. not want to go back. But I was, I was eyes open, always curious, learning, learning. When, when I would sit in edit rooms, I wanted to know how is the editor doing the edit? I didn't want to just know, put this shot over here and direct, you know, telling him which, where I wanted the shots. I wanted to know how he was physically pushing the buttons. And I think my first boss told me knowledge is power. And that stuck with me to this day. Mm. That if you know how to do something, then people can't really snow you or tell you that can't work. You can, the more knowledge you have, the better you are at doing the thing that you want to do. Mm. So it's that full understanding. So I was very curious. I was in those edit rooms asking the editors, how, you know, how did you do that? And why does it, why does it work that way? So I was very, very curious. I was always questioning everything that was going on. That was who I was then. Do you think your current self would be surprised at what you're doing these days? Yes, because I used <laughs> to say, I'll never be a director. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. I said, no, 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 that's not me. I'm not that creative. I'm a producer. I'm an organizer. And now when I look back at my producer self, I realize that's not actually my best skill set. Mm. My best skill set is the creative side. And I'm not as organized as I think, as I think people thought I was then. I mean, I pulled it together and I pulled it off, but I think I'm a much better director than I was producer. So mm -hmm. that's been interesting. So yeah, I think my, my young self would be very surprised right now by a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I always love, you know, hearing from people who, um, you know, there's, there's a few creators on TikTok who are not just like 22 year old dancers, you know, and I love right, right. learning from all of you on like what you've learned. And, and I'm personally inspired because I, I've always been, you know, kind of a con content creator in um, high school. I had a YouTube show. I've always made like, oh, wow. you know, the different like um, platforms that have come around and I'm on TikTok and I love doing that. And I, you know, I haven't found like the, the necessarily like quote unquote success, you know, that I'm looking for um, necessarily, but I am always inspired by people who really your experience just piles on itself and over time and and you can really find does. success and you can find new things and new passions and I'm always inspired by people who find new things like that you know like when not when they're 22 because that's just like how often does that really happen you know no I know it's funny because when I, I've always been an early adopter so when Facebook was like the college mm -hmm. kids were doing Facebook I was like oh what's this about I had to get on Facebook so I was always I've always been an early adopter of platforms yeah. but the one thing that connects my 30 year old, 20 year old self to now is this streamlined 
uh, part of me that's always been there, which is like, I have an idea. I was mm. always that person. And my friends have told me this recently. Yeah, you were always the one that had like the wacky idea that we were going to. So I've always been that idea person like, oh, I have a great idea. Let's do such a test. Uh, you know, I always. Yeah. So I think um, these platforms have really helped me to cultivate that side of me. Because mm. a lot of times, you know, in, in the 80s and the 90s, things weren't that easy to execute if you had an idea. But now when you have an idea, you can create immediately. You know, I yeah. needed a cameraman before to, to do anything if I had an idea. So now it's really been very freeing for me in the past few years since being on TikTok to actually be a creator myself. And I love it more than yeah. I ever thought I would. That is so cool. <laughs> and one, one thing that I totally love about your videos that I don't see a ton of people doing is you often involve strangers in your videos. So you'll go up to somebody <laughs> yes. on the street and like have some really cool, interesting person in your video and just kind of interview them and say <laughs> hi and maybe do a dance with that. them. I'm curious, you know, in, in this segment where we're getting to know you, how do you introduce yourself to those people? So th this is usually just simply from my exuberance. I don't go up and say, <laughs> can I do a TikTok with you? I start by just kind of feeling them out like, oh, would you record me? Or would you take a picture of me? And I just feel them out for like, would they be my videographer? And mm -hmm. then if they seem really into it. And when, when I was doing a lot of the uh, dancing on the street, you know, before the pandemic really, really hit hard, you know, we could do that. When, when the pandemic hit, it was a little harder to get people to be next to you. Yeah. But um. I would go up to them and see that what their involvement would want to be with helping me make my video or my take my photo. And then if I saw interest, I'd say, you know what, you want to be in it with me? And then we get someone else to film. So yeah. it was always, I, I do it like in this way of just approaching like in a friendly way or just saying, oh, are you on TikTok? Do you want to, you know, I'm going to make a TikTok. Would you mind filming it? I always start with having them film and then ease them in. And that's how I got them in. Most of the times they wanted to be in it. The minute yeah. I said TikTok, that was really yeah. fun. I remember back in, um, I think 2007 or something, it was like um, being on YouTube was a big deal. And sometimes my friends, um, not everybody was just on YouTube. These days, you know, it's not, if you're on YouTube, that's not like being on TV or anything. If you're just in a video, right. but it kind of reminds me of that, like early days of TikTok people, oh, I want to be on a TikTok. And then yes. you're able to like give them that the intrigue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, how did you become the TikTok teacher? I mean, I think I found you when you were already doing the TikTok teaching and I was part of the big masses of people that found you. And now you right, have, right. I think over 700,000 followers on TikTok. Yes. Like where did that start and how has it evolved? So it started when I started it during the pandemic, March, 2020, because my production work slowed down so much and I was mm -hmm. bored and I was like, what am I going to do to be creative? So I started doing things in my house with on TikTok. So I was first, I was doing some of the dances. Then I said, oh, I'm going to bake some things in my kitchen and all my TikToks about that. And I had a whole, quite frankly, I was on baking TikTok for a <laughs> while and I had a lot. I, I ended up with about 70,000 followers watching my baking videos and my kitchen cooking videos and my household tips. And then, but when I would make those videos, because I have this production background, I'm pretty slick on making videos and I would do the transitions with the food and make the eggs magically be cracked. And so I had a lot of people ask me, oh, how did you do those effects? And how, oh, how'd you do that trick? So I, one day as kind of a goof, I, I just, somebody asked me how I did something where I inverted my screen. <laughs> and I said to her, oh, I'll make you a tutorial. Like it was a joke because I was watching other people's tutorials tutorials, you know, on, on TikTok. And then, so I said, I'm going to take my own style. I had my little stylist and I did my thing and I had another phone so I could do it a little differently and show her the way I would want to learn how to do it. And then I exploded. And when I saw the comments, it was like our TikTok teacher right here. And I was like, hello. So I took that and I listened to the comments and I took 
that information and put it into my bio. And I started to use that with a lot of smart people on TikTok that are out there just behind the comment section. So I used their information and I started to brand myself as, you know, the expert. And the more I did it, the more I loved it. So I couldn't wait. I'd see a, I'd see like an output transition and I'd know right away how it was done in production, but I'd have to figure out how to do it in TikTok. And then once I taught myself how to do it, I was able to just hold up my other phone and teach people how to do it. And then I got really into it, like demonstrating it. You know, <laughs> Obviously you've seen that and it's yeah. there's no holes barred. I, I do whatever I want to do, making the crazy faces and mm-hmm. <laughs> showing how I do the things. And that's really what got, what I think what, what welcomes people in, that I let mm-hmm. them inside and I don't try and be perfect and they're not seeing my best angle a lot of the times when I'm <laughs> recording these things. And I don't care. And that's the difference between being 30 and 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Right there. In and, yeah. <laughs> and one, you know, one thing that I love about your TikTok is the tutorials, but also when you go live, I join your lives kind of often. Um, oh, and I just, nice. lo- sometimes it's like my favorite, I will drop anything if you go live. Like I will, like oh. I'll be in bed just like you know I'll ask a question sometimes you've answered my questions um and it's been it's oh, been really so fun. hard yeah I know you do <laughs> and I know that like I'll ask a question and I'm like maybe she'll get to it maybe she won't and sometimes I get on uh when it's like you only have five more minutes and you're like trying to hop off but there's so many people on there <laughs> and you know there was a good period of time where you were doing you know the 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 TikTok tutorials going live building a community and one of the things that I love about your TikTok and you know the community and followers and people that you have around you as I think people like the tutorials, but I actually think they like you more. And I think uh. they like you and your personality and your family and your whole story. And I think that like there was a period of time where I was just really enjoying following along. So when I saw your original video of you talking about losing your vision and finding out that you were, had cancer, it was just, I sent it to so many of my friends because I had already been sending them your content. Uh. And I had already, I, ca- I really felt like I cared about you and that you were a part of my TikTok experience and that I just, it it was important to me that other people knew what you were going through. And also that video was just so authentic. And I know we talked about oh, being wow. authentic before, but like, it was just, nope. it just really hit me. And you know, the highs and lows of that video were just so real. And can we talk about that? Yes, we sure can. <laughs> that video took, took a lot of people for a ride, including me when I saw it weeks after, because when that was edited by, I sat next to my daughter and I could mm-hmm. hear her edit, you know, we were putting it mm-hmm. together because we needed to tell, I went off the grid for about two weeks when I went blind because I just couldn't, I didn't know what was happening and mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't post things. Yeah. And when my daughter flew in from Chicago, I had been recording the whole time when I was going through that experience, wondering like, well, at some point I'll post something about this. And I was said, but I have to kind of document it for myself. So mm-hmm. that's why I started recording, but it was difficult because I couldn't always see the phone. So when she came and we sat down together and said, let's just put together something to share with my followers so they know what's going on now that mm-hmm. I have this diagnosis, I could only hear it. I couldn't see it. So when I got my eyesight back within a couple of weeks of radiation and I watched that video, I was sobbing. I couldn't believe what I lived because it was the ups and downs. It was like one minute I'm crying and then I thought of something funny and I'm laughing in my (laughs) tears. It's just the way I operate. You know, Mm -hmm. things hit me in the weirdest time that, but I also, um, I just had to feel all the feels and just explain it as it was truly happening. And I think, uh, I, I was so surprised it was a seven minute video that went viral because you typically, you know, you have to be, you know what they say, right? Under a minute yeah. or whatever, you have to keep it short. But it was just because it was this compelling story and it was so raw and mm-hmm. it wasn't like a celebrity going through cancer where the producers put the shots together in a way and they're going to leave out the things that are too. Mine was like 
put it out there, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so I think that's what people really grabbed onto. That is, that was the ultimate uh, in auto- authenticity. <laughs> I will tell you that. <laughs> it was it hard to, I look- was, was it hard to put out there or were you excited to connect no. with people? No, I couldn't wait to, I wanted to share because yeah. I had to keep it to myself while I was going through it because I didn't want everyone. I didn't, first of all, I didn't want my parents to have to go through this up and down. They're older and I just wanted to have a diagnosis before I told them what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to put it on the internet and then they find out. So I had to wait. And I also didn't want everyone riding this ride of, oh, today they're telling me it's ovarian mm-hmm. cancer. Tomorrow it's this, you know, every day was like a different story until I got a final diagnosis. And everybody would, would have been on that kind of crazy ride. So it was better for me to put it out mm-hmm. in, at that right time period when I had the final diagnosis. And I was ready for it. I was like, people are asking me, where, how are you? Where are you? Mm-hmm. We've heard from you. So I felt that you know, I owed it to my students, my community. And I like the community that I've built. They're all helping each other and they're caring about each other. You see in the lives, if someone asks a question and I can't get to it, a lot of my regular followers will help and answer the questions. And I love that. I think that's so, you know, it just speaks to like, I love bringing people together. I don't like division. I like, I like us all to get along. Yeah. And some, you know, I, I totally see what you're saying and something weird, you know, I'm watching this video, something that, you know, could be classified as very sad and very scary, but I'm feeling joy as, as I'm watching it, which I think is <laughs> such an interesting dynamic for your videos where you're sharing things that are really, really hard. And I think that's the what kind of got me into thinking you should be on my show, Life and Bold, because uh. you are going through this very challenging situation and you're having to manage... Yeah people in your family and people in your followers and your businesses and your TikTok. And, you know, I think the the wildest thing is that as I'm watching your videos, I'm smiling and I'm enjoying them. Is that something you think about? Is that something that you manufacture or is that just who you are? No, that is definitely who I am. And I I look at my own videos. I'm like, I'm so ridiculous. Like the things (laughs) that I say sometimes, but I I can't help myself when I'm Mm -hmm. in it. And I'm laughing and I had a moment where, like, for example, my son loves watching my cooking YouTube videos. And one of them, I said, this ain't, this is real life. This ain't no cooking channel. Like I just made a joke like that. So when I was hysterical, when I was hysterical crying in the midst of losing my sight and I was like, this is real life. And then I just went, this ain't no cooking channel. And I don't know what possessed me to say that, but I just thought about him laughing at that video. And then Mm -hmm. I started laughing. So I do just experience those emotions in real time and I let them just happen. But what I did notice, and I'm going to be honest with you, because I haven't even talked about this this morning, I was going through some videos because I'm going to try and turn this, make this into a documentary to help people cool. go through and, and how a positive mindset can help you have a good medical outcome. So I have this whole plan. But as I was looking through my old videos, I found footage I never posted because at the time I couldn't see. But one of them, one of them in particular, I kept, I kept saying, well, I know I'm going through this now, but I know I'm going to come out on the other side of this and I'm going to have my sight back again. And it was so interesting that I kept saying that consistently in the videos that I know this is temporary. And in one of them, I say, there must be a reason I'm going through this. And this is a reason I have to experience disability for this temporary period. But I kept talking about how, but when I come out on the other side of this, I kept saying it Mm -hmm. in this particular clip this morning that I was watching. And it was like, Wow. Um, and now being on the other side of it and first finding that video was so interesting because I don't remember recording it. I really don't. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it is It is wild, the mindset. And, you know, another thing that really strikes me about you and your story is the people that you have around you. It seems like you hold people really close yeah. and you have a really close family, good friends. Your followers are there for you. 
They're what so do, there. Oh what do people mean to you in your life? I, I just, um, I have a very strong need for human connection. Hmm. Uh, my kids, I'm very close to my, my children. My daughter actually works with me. And so we're really tight. We speak all the time. And I, I think having that support system, you want to rise to the occasion. You don't want to be, because I kept saying, I don't want to be the problem. And mm-hmm. I was always the fixer in the family. So it's really difficult as a mom, as the mothership, mm-hmm. to be the one that needs care. So now I'm blind. My husband has to set the cabinets up for me. He doesn't like to be in the TikToks, but <laughs> he, he stays behind the scenes. But the rest of the kids are okay with it. But he's setting up the house so that I could find things. like he can. So I th- So everybody came together for me. And I just kept saying, I don't want to be a burden. I want to be able to do this for myself. So whatever this is going to be, I'm going to figure it out. I mean, it, it was, it was just, um, I think having my people around me, it's because I don't, I'm not needy and I don't mm-hmm. want them to feel like they have to do it. They, you know, just wanted to be there for me because mm-hmm. I've been the other side. I've been the one always doing for everyone else. And I think that's just the way it is, especially in the, t- even in the TikTok community, honestly, because if you think mm-hmm. about it, I'm teaching, I'm sharing, I'm enlightening. And everybody's like, you've done so much for us. We want to be here for you. And I'm like, what have I done for you? And then I realized, oh, they mean my TikTok teachings, you know? Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I, 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 I relate to that, not wanting to be a burden. And I think you and I have similar outlooks and similar positive mindsets. And it can be hard to just tell someone, hey, I'm struggling flat out. Like you want to come up with a solution or you want them to feel yes. comfortable. And I just yes. have a hard time like saying like, hey, I'm not doing great. And that's that. Like that's not in my that's personality. To Let's do just move on. Yeah. Just, it's hard because I want to say like, this is happening, but don't worry about it. We're going to be mm-hmm. good. And I'm going to just give you like one funny example. I was on a, a little ferry ride to a restaurant recently and the woman on the ferry came, some woman came up to me and said, oh my God, your hair is perfect. And I, and she said, what's your secret? And so I said, do you really want to know my secret? And she said, yes, I do. So I just, I felt bad, but I said, I have chemo. This is a wig. And um, she just felt terrible. I said, no, no, no. I don't want you to feel bad. I am at the end of it and it's just fine. And I just mm-hmm. want you to know that's why I have good hair right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Put it on. <laughs> and it was so cute. But I, the worst thing for me is when people start to feel sorry, I want them to not feel that. So I just mm. want to show this is okay. Like mm-hmm. we can go through this and we can continue our life. This is not taking over my life. This is going to be mm-hmm. one thing I'm doing among other things. That's why I was very, very determined to keep working, to keep TikTok teaching, to keep my platform going and not have it all be now I'm sinking into a cancer talk. I yeah. wanted it to be just that's part of my story, just like my family's part of my story. And then mm-hmm. I'm a TikTok teacher and then I'm, a, I'm you know, a TV director. I, I still wanted balance on my social media platform intentionally. Yeah. And I, I did that with intention. This was not like, I was like, let me show you my life day to day. Today I'm going to shoot. Tomorrow I'm at the doctor. The next day I'm at a spinal injection. The next day I'm out on the street dancing with someone. This is my life in bold, as you say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's actually a perfect transition because I really secretly want to know your thoughts on TikTok these <laughs> days. And, you know, just like all the things TikTok and social media. Like I said, I am very interested in my own community. I have my podcast. I have my TikTok. You know, I have my YouTube. I love the internet and I love posting things. I love working on being authentic and finding community. And actually, you know, I'm on my own journey of living my life in bold. And that's something that I realized after I um, after I started this podcast, 
I realized that like, I'm not just an expert in living boldly. I want to interview people and I want uh-huh. to find out what people are doing to be more bold and to live authentically. And so I love having these conversations about authenticity and creativity and business. Um, and I love, I would love to just get your thoughts on TikTok. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> um, so my fir- my first question is, you know, you built like a community, like people are rallying around you. People are so excited about what you're teaching them and who you are as a person. What is your, what are your thoughts on building a community? What do you think it takes for somebody, a person, an individual to build a community around themselves or a product they have or, or whatever? I think I'll, I'll start with the biggest mistake people make is not realizing that giving is better than taking. Mm. So when businesses are trying to sell, 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 and or if people are trying to convince you, convince you, convince you why you should follow them, it's really not attractive. It's mm. more attractive to be the one that's giving some information that other people need. And mm. then therefore you become the person that they need instead. And it's, it's, much, um, it's a much easier way to cultivate an audience without thinking, what are they going to do for me? Because that, I think, is our biggest hurdle. When mm. I started on TikTok, I had no, my, I'm here for fun. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't here thinking everything, anything was going to come out of it business-wise. It was kind of like passing the time while I was waiting for work to pick up. And so I didn't have a hidden agenda, whereas a lot of people on TikTok, they're coming in with the agenda, like I'm going to sell t-shirts or I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, do some, start a makeup line or whatever they're doing. So it's a little more difficult because they're, they're starting with an agenda. And I, th- I always say, be the giver, and then you will automatically have that get back. Mm-hmm. And I think being also being the expert in what you are talking about helps a lot because if you are the best at what you do, you're going to find your your tribe because mm-hmm. they are going to want to be near you. There's a lot of people that one more point about this sorry to ramble, but no, yeah. it's also think about when think about when you have people over your house. Do you, you know, do you complain like how many people didn't show up? So that's mm-hmm. what I relate to the people who are complaining about their views. I don't want to watch TikToks of people complaining about their views. If I invited them over to my house and I was complaining to them about the people that didn't show up, they'd probably leave. So so I think about TikTok in real life. Like what would people mm-hmm. want to know from me? Like what's what do I have to share that's worth that's worth them sticking around for? And yeah. when I found that it was like my production experience translating to TikTok, I was like, oh, I have something I can share with people. This is amazing. And being a giver will will get you way further than thinking about how you're going to sell or how you're going to take. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. It's a much easier strategy. Yeah, totally. I, I totally believe in that. And I and I think sometimes, you know, I've gone through different um, iterations of my creation. And sometimes I, I you know, I, I in 2021, I was doing a lot of side hustle coaching. Um, and I had a lot of content around, you know, here's how to find start and grow a side hustle. And I was doing a lot of that. And then sometimes to be honest with you, I just want to be funny. And I just want to go on yeah. TikTok and have some fun and and just, you know, be, you know, I guess authentic. And something that I um, had an interesting experience in May or June of this year. Um, do you know who Tom Daly is, the Olympian? He's a British diver. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. So he wrote a book and he um, came to New York for the release, the, the, the United States release of the book. And he was in New York, which I know you live in New York as well. And he was at mm-hmm. the... Um, at the the LGBT center and um, doing a signing. And, you know, you always ask a question when you go to a signing. And like, um, I asked him if you had to rebuild your 
um, your online presence, you know, your content. He does a lot of YouTube videos. He does a lot of, he just is online a lot. And I was like, if you had to rebuild your following, what would you do? And he basically just said, be authentic, just be authentic, be who you are. And at the time, um, you know, I was like, well, I am authentic. What are you talking about? Like, you know, that's such an interesting little, in my mind, I was like, well, you know, it's how do you kind of become more authentic or something? And in my, on my birthday, I went to a, uh, I went on a trip to Nashville and my friend lives in Nashville and she goes to this mental wellness studio where they have life coaching. And she got me a life coaching session. We actually had a really interesting talk about authenticity and how it's really like sharing who you are with people and you know just like help you know helping people see a a side of you that maybe you don't normally share and it really made me realize that yes I'm an authentic person but like I could do more work on finding more about what my story is and what parts of my story story I want to share and I'm curious just from you what what does authenticity mean to you? Oh my God, I'm so glad you said the word story because I was realizing that I, I need to talk about that as part of this. So mm. I think that one thing that we all uh, take for granted is that TikTok is all stories and that's mm. what engages us. That's what a seven minute story of my cancer got people hooked into. That's what you know a story of me teaching a tutorial. Like it's a story when I'm teaching a tutorial, I'm showing you how to do it and this is how the story goes. So yeah. I think that Every single thing on TikTok can be turned into like even comedy bits. If you're being funny, there's a story behind that. Like, why are you doing that funny thing? Like, what's that? What does that say about you? So mm-hmm. I think that stories are at the key and everything comes from that. What kind of story it's going to be, how you're going to tell that story. Is it going to be in video? Is it going to be in voiceover? Is it going to be with you on camera or are you behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. So there's so many different ways to tell stories. I think people get hung up on how I'm going to tell that story, but when you're trying to um, dig into what you want to share with someone, the best strategy is to think about talking to one person. And mm. I can't say this enough because I think it's the biggest hurdle people have on the platform. Hi guys. Hi, TikTokers. Hey, TikTok. You know, mm. it's like all of a sudden you're talking to a crowd of people. And by the way, all these people are home alone in their house with their phone by themselves. They're not in an audience. So, so it, it's so much easier to be yourself when you are only talking to one person. So jumping over that hurdle, will will get you where you need to go if you can visual whether it's visualizing it Mm -hmm. i visualize my phone as my imaginary friend i don't even (laughs) think about the person i'm talking to it's like my phone is my friend (laughs) that's why i missed it so much when i was blind yeah i (laughs) so sad so funny about that is that you made a video about that and my friend stephanie who i keep talking about who lives in nashville sent that video to me and she was like this is a Uh, tip you need to follow and ever since then (laughs) i have i i always stop myself when i when i say um Hi guys, or hello hi. everybody. Well, hi uh, y'all. Yeah, and it just it it you know there's so many tips out there where you know the whole thing about how you only have 0.3 seconds or whatever it is to like yeah. grab someone's attention, and if you start with, okay, so hello everybody, you know today you know, and it's just exactly, and so I've, it's actually a tip that you had that like changed the way I make my videos, and I think I have yeah. seen a a change in the way people react to it. I don't even want to say engagement, just like just the way the conversations that it starts because more people see it and more people actually care about it in the first few seconds. I always tell people that if it feels, if you feel comfortable recording by starting that way, that's fine. Mm. Just edit it off because it's the second thing you're saying. That's the most important Mm -hmm. and they want, and people want to get in on the secret. So, so if you're talking personally, that becomes way more like my ears are tuned in. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that catches people right away. 
I think that's a really important. I just did a, I just did for a French, sent me a very long, like three minute thing. And she said, could you give me advice on this? And how, you know, how can I make this concise? And I sent her back literally a 45 second version of it. And she was like, you're brilliant. How did you do that? Because I, and I know that this, I just had this conversation with her right before I came on the podcast, because she was asking me like, how did you do it? You need to teach classes on this. And I'm Mm. like, this is hard because it's, it's a skill set I've developed from being in edit rooms for 30 years in production and figuring out how to condense a story and still mm-hmm. having the meat of the story because you don't realize how much can be left out and the story's still there. So yeah. editing editing and being tightening is probably the, the most crucial thing to do to engagement up TikTok. So yeah, yeah, I, I highly, I will be teaching classes on that because she said, to, I said, I'm going to do use hers as an example of here's the before and here's the after and here's mm-hmm. what I did. And, and you'll see like, wow, what got left out on the editing room floor. It was not necessary. (laughs) I do that a lot because I've been editing my own videos and my own stories since I was 15 years old. And I I find that if I film something for 90 seconds or two minutes, like the, it's like almost like the more I could edit out the better because it's just taking out the little details and taking out the things that don't actually get to the story. And if I can make something 30 seconds instead of 45, I always challenge myself when I'm editing. I'm like, what can I take out? Like, um, because I know that not all of this is absolutely necessary for like a quick, a quick video. Um, my, I, have a, I have a curiosity around original content versus trends. And I think this is mm-hmm. a big conversation right now with TikTok because I think maybe a year or two ago, it was a lot of trends. And I've been seeing rumblings of how original content might, you know, perform better or just land with people a little bit better. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I, I assume it's probably a, a mix of the both, but I'm curious your thoughts on that transition in time from trends yeah my take absolutely the the transition in time was well the app got more the app got smarter people came on a lot more i guess intelligent people came on the app and things really started to more creative more Mm. so it developed so it it used to be trends in the beginning and what what now i will say is the trends do help to tell part of your story Mm -hmm. because you can use the trend to be like i do a lot of trends where i'll be like here i am and it's i'm the tiktok teacher so then but then my page would have to deliver on that. So if my page was only trends about me saying I'm the TikTok teacher and I wasn't actually doing lessons, Mm. that's not going to get anybody to stay. That's not going to create a community for me. So combining, and I always say trends should be a quarter at the most of your content. And Mm. it's just a way to hook people in and get in front of people. But there has to be a reason why they want to stick around or follow. Mm. And you don't always, and you don't have to ask for it. I don't think I've ever said follow for this or that. I never say that on the end of my videos anymore because in the beginning we were, it was like, everybody said you should, should do that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'll do that. But now I'm like, no, <laughs> if people want to follow, they're going to follow, you know, right. they, if they want to, you know, they know it's yeah. like we're, they're smart. Totally. So it's just had, giving them the reason to. Yeah. I had a video in um, December of 2021 that just went like super viral. I got 5 million views on it. Um, and oh my it was God. so awesome. random. Like it was not my normal content. Basically my friends and I have an inside joke about how I order burgers. I'm a picky eater and I always order it, you know, meat, cheese, and bun, no sausage, no veggies. Like, you know, I'm a, I just, <laughs> <laughs> you too. Plain. Yeah. Just That's a plain it. burger. Plain. We have an inside joke about it. And so my friend, it was actually, on, I think it was on Christmas Eve of 2021. She filmed me ordering my burger and 
I just edited it together, added some funny little, you know, captions and stuff like that. And I, I titled it how I order a burger as a picky eater. And I mean, instantly, <laughs> I mean, I woke up with like 15,000 views, which is a lot for me. And then by the time I was eating breakfast, it was 30,000. And then it was Christmas yeah, day. It's such and a like, rush. It was it's like by the time I left my Christmas dinner, it was like 250,000. And then by the time I went to sleep, it was like a million. And then it just was, it was just growing and growing. And, um, and I've had a couple of other videos that are kind of similar where it's not really like my normal content or it's not really like me talking to the camera or, um, you know, it's not really like what I'm normally putting out there. And so I kind of have a thought that like the, to, to a point, the algorithm is fairly random. Do you mm -hmm. agree with that? <laughs> yes. So there's, there's two things about that. Number one, what you put out was very relatable to a lot of mm -hmm. people. So yeah. when you have relatable content, you're right away going to get, because my daughter did one about park, wearing parkas in Chicago and yeah. the whole Chicago. I mean, it blew up because that's such a relatable thing. Mm -hmm. So number one, that was relatable. But number two, this is what I say about the algorithm. Are you ready? Yeah. So it's like being <laughs> in Atlantic City and going into the slot machines and you put the coins in, coins in one of the pulls you're going to hit and the thing, bells are going to ring a little bit and you get excited and that happens. And then you have to keep putting the coins in and getting nothing back the next mm. bunch of times. So the whole algorithm thing seems to be this kind of addictive thing that it gives you just enough mm -hmm. to make you want to come back, come back, come back, come back. And I don't think there's a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. I think <laughs> people are, are trying to solve the algorithm and figure out the algorithm. And I think, you know what, move on, just yeah. please yourself. <laughs> please yourself and hope for the best you know and I just keep putting it out there and then one of them will hit that's it I agree and the I think that to have. what I kind of tell people also is like the way to go viral is just to make a lot of videos <laughs> like just to keep, <laughs> keep one of them creating yeah keep creating <laughs> keep making different kinds of videos like you're not going to make one video a month and you know go viral necessarily so it's kind of a funny a funny little thing that I also tell people is just that like you can't really totally plan for a video to go viral. And I've heard many creator creators and people who have had viral videos talk about that, where it's like, yeah, it just happened. And I don't totally know why. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's unexpected. It's usually the one you don't think that's going to go viral. It's the one that, you know, you, you look the worst in or whatever, some, you know, stupid thing. But I do, I do think that that's the beauty of it because mm -hmm. we, we, we just, we just want to play the game because you never know mm -hmm. when it's going to happen. And, and people will try and sell you on if you do this and you do that, you have a more likelihood to go viral. I, I don't believe any of that. I think mm -hmm. it's, I think it's honestly, it's like, yes, sometimes these relatable things when somebody does something that, oh my God, that's so I can, I, that's such a relatable thing. And so it tends to get shared more. I, I will say that as, as I'm looking at my own content more recently, I noticed that I have sometimes a third or a fifth of the amount of comments as I do saves. So mm. I have five times or 10 times as many favorited uh, people favoriting my videos that don't even bother to comment or, or like. And so the favorite has much heavier weight when people are sharing or saving your content for some reason, it has higher value. I will mm -hmm. say that. And I've noticed that that's a consistent kind of piece of the puzzle, but it still doesn't guarantee anything's going viral. Yeah, just no, doesn't. totally. It's a game. Um... It's a game to keep us hooked. <laughs> And it does keep you coming back every time you get yes. one or one little successful video. You're like, oh, I got to do another one. Um, my I last know. question for, for everybody on this show is always um, about boldness, because this is life and bold. And I love just hearing people's definitions of boldness and how it shows up in their life. So I always love asking, how do you define boldness in your life? 
I think boldness is like, for me, it's fearless. It's Mm. doing whatever I want to do and not listening to the naysayers. So I have a few things that I'm going to do now in the the making and I'm going to do this documentary and some might say, oh, self-serving this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, no, it's going to help people. I have a strong vision for it and I am taking that one and running with it. And so I think boldness to me is doing the thing you want to do without and take put the blinders on and keep moving like mm. don't listen to the the stuff that's come at going to come at you there's going to be a lot of opinions and lucky for me i will say my my husband is very supportive when i have like one of my like i like to call it the i love lucy ideas where i'm like <laughs> i have an idea and he's always like go for it because he he knows that i'm going to go for it but he mm-hmm. just is right there for me to say yeah that's that's a good one. Go ahead, go for it. You know, so I, I love that I have, and I think my family is supportive of me in that way. When I started to go a little TikTok famous, they were like, "Yeah, of course, mom's going to be famous," and they were on board for it. They weren't embarrassed by it or upset by it, you know. And I think that's uh, that's just part of who I am. So I think bold equals fearless and not questioning yourself. Hmm. Just go, for, just go for it. What's the worst case scenario? You know, it doesn't work out. Okay, move on to the next thing. That's right. okay. I've had many things that haven't worked out. I just don't remember them. I just mm-hmm. put them away. <laughs> Whatever. Just keep moving forward. Onward. Yeah. <laughs> on to the next. <laughs> Helen, thank you so much for being on Life and Bold. This was so fun. I Again, I just so appreciate <laughs> no, you coming it. on to this show. Uh, you're someone I, I hugely admire. I talk about you often with my friends and even in therapy sometimes. And um, yeah. I'm so excited for, for to be able to share this episode. Um, and where can people find you? Where can people support you if they're, if they're looking to find out more about yeah. you? So let's talk. I have um, my mothership TikTok is at the mothership spelled with a U. Mm-hmm. I also have a platform now that I just started from TikTok, which is called hellosocialize.com, where I'm putting all my teachings, which is TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And I have webinars there that are actually, you just have to sign up and all free webinars where you can learn the you know longer lessons and listen more. And I'm going to be putting classes up there as well for mm-hmm. free. So I'm starting this platform because I feel like I want to bring the community together to a place where I'm going to feature creator of the week. I'm going to fe- have trends of the week so that It'll be a, a safe haven for you to come and learn and know that you're going to learn from a warm, kind person that's not going to try and rush through it and really and really cares about your outcome. So that is my plan. And I am excited. So that's hellosocialize.com. And it's also at hellosocialize on Instagram, on Facebook. And I had that on TikTok as well. You're killing so I've it. I've got two things going on. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, again, I just so appreciate you coming on. Um, for all of you people out there who are listening, Life and Bold listeners, I do recommend go follow Helen at The Mothership on TikTok. Um, it's such a good account. It's just so fun to watch your content. <laughs> and if you're here, if you're new to this show, to Life and Bold, um, definitely go and follow me at Hustle with Ben on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm going to be on, I'm going to have a YouTube. But did you see that YouTube has they're going to release um, handles yeah. now. So yeah, you can have yeah. go follow handles. me on YouTube at Hustle with Ben, which I'm very excited about. Um, and, you know, this show has new That's episodes awesome. every other Monday. I'm so excited. Helen, again, thank you so much for coming on. I loved your question. Your questions are amazing. You're, you're an awesome interviewer and I <sighs> really enjoyed it. So thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate that. I hope everybody goes out there and has a great day, an even better week. And do not forget to live your life in bold. Bye.
Oh my gosh, that was so fun.